0: We're live, and you know what? It's it's actually good uh, that we didn't go live at 8 o'clock. I mean, it's like one minute after, but it's good because I had a sneezing fit that just hit me just, just before I was about to press the button to go live. just had a sneezing fit, so um, bear with me. It may come back. <laughs> allergy season. You know what? what? What can you say? It's allergy season. There is... It looks like, I don't know how to explain it. It's It looks very eerie and ominous the last few days here in southern Ontario because, like most of Canada, and I'm sure you guys in the U.S. probably know about this because you're getting, at least in the northern part states, the parts you're probably being affected by, There are so many forest fires going on in Canada right now from our West coast, even to our East coast. And in Nova Scotia, there's there's forest fires and it's early in the season. We normally get forest fires uh, throughout the season, um, but usually not this time of year. I mean, but it's been a dry spring and I guess it's not even officially summer yet, but for all intents and purposes, it's, I guess you can say it's summer, but um. It's just been weird because all the smoke and the pollution and and the smog, I guess it's not smog, it's smoke, from the burning forest fires have come to southern Ontario. And in the morning, it looks really weird. And then midday, it looks weird even more. And you go outside, you can actually smell. It smells like a campfire, which is usually good because I love camping, but not in circumstances like this. So, um (laughs) Yeah. So maybe that's why I'm sneezing, even though I'm in, indoors and have nothing to do. I'm in a basement, nothing to do with being outside. I wanted to be actually outside because I, I did a podcast probably two years ago outside on my patio in a backyard and it was good. And I wanted to do it again. But now with this forest fire smell and all that kind of stuff going on. Anyways, I haven't even, we're, we're three minutes in. I haven't even uh, welcomed. Welcome to the um, Regen Nation podcast uh, for the month of. June, we're in June already, and uh, four weeks consistent. We had a special edition one two weeks ago for the uh, Ford merger uh, with with Tesla, and that was like a, a late breaking news type of thing. Uh, but that was a special edition. But for the most part, we've been on time here, uh, on schedule every four weeks. This Wednesday, so I don't I don't know if it would be the first Wednesday of every month. I don't know. Anyways, I'll tell you. I've got it all in my phone here. So before I go, I'll tell you when the next one's coming up. And I have them all all pre, pre-done. Not pre-done. They're, they're live. But pre-dated is what I should say. I'm all pre-dated. And we've got a lot of stuff. So I shouldn't be uh, rambling on. I should uh, just start the show. But, yeah. Uh, so we got that out of the way. Um, I'm trying to think what else I need to say. Oh, you know what I should do? I should. I see some people. Uh, let me go in the chat. Um, if you're in the chat, if you're watching this and you can hear my audio, can you please uh, say hello down in the chat? Uh, it'll save me having to go onto YouTube and checking to see if we're live. I'm pretty sure we are. I mean, I'm thinking somebody in the last four minutes would have said, we can't hear you. But uh, if anybody's listening, can can you do it quickly? Or don't make me have to go check. Uh, okay. I'm going to go check. Hold on a second. These are things you, got, you just got to do, right? Um, bear with me. Bear with me. Uh, two, two, I'm like 95% sure we are. Uh, but it would help if I was in the right account. <sighs> <sighs> okay, I think we are, like I said, I'm just going to double check. It says live, but that doesn't mean you can hear me. Okay. You might get a little bit of... Yeah. Okay. I can hear myself. That means we're good. We are uh, running on all cylinders. So, okay. So like I said, we got a jam-packed show. All my audio listeners, I apologize for that, Um, what I just did there. I guess I could do it uh, ahead of time, but anyways, I just did it. (laughs) So let's get on to the first topic of the month, I guess. And and keep in mind, some of these, because I'm doing this, stretching it out to one month intervals for the podcast, some of it may be a few weeks old. Um, but you know what? I'm, I'm it's, it's important news for the month. I'm putting it out there just in case someone's listening, and they're not fully up to date. If you have any questions, before I forget, if you're listening, and you have any questions, if you're listening live, uh, put it down in the chat below. If I can answer it, uh, I'll answer If I don't know the answer, I'm not going to make it up. I'll tell you, I don't know. And I'll, we'll try to find the answer for you. But if you have any questions or any comments, uh, put it down in the chat below uh, as the show is going on and I'll try to, I'm by myself. So this week, so I'll try to monitor the chat and uh, do the best I can. So the first one, and like, this is something, like I said, we spoke about two weeks ago. So it was um, important breaking news, but Ford adopted the NACs. Um, And if you don't know what Max is, it's North American charging standard brought on by Tesla. I'm not going to go through the whole entire thing, but it's important. It was amazing. If you want to hear more information about that or the whole dialogue I had about that with, with a panel of guests and stuff like that, the podcast right before this one, I think it was number 64. I want to say 64, 65. It actually says it's, um, it's what it is. It's, uh, Ford and, and Tesla, the merger, uh, about NAC. So go check that out. But I just wanted to bring that up because I don't want to make sure that you guys realize that I haven't forgotten about it. It's just, this is news. This is, and it's huge news. It's not even like a little bit of news. Um, but the reason I wanted to touch on that, how they're adopting it, like I said, I'm not going to get into all the details and everything, is because the CCS coalition they're angry, <laughs> they're and rightfully so. I guess they feel threatened. I don't know. Um, I, I I don't. Should they feel angry? I don't know. But uh, they're angry, and they're like. Here's the picture on uh, from the article at Electric. There's uh, a picture of the supercharger and then a picture of the CCS. Now these aren't to scale. The the Tesla supercharger is obviously zoomed in, and the CCS adapter or CCS plug is. Looks a lot smaller, but trust me, it's huge. It's a lot bigger. But in a nutshell, uh, there was there was a spokes spokesperson for the uh, coalition. Um, uh, his name, um, okay. So uh, before going further, let me let you know it's a weird name. the The coalition they have an acronym, and it's Charlin or Charin. It, it's weird it's charging interface initiative and somehow they got uh, that acronym but in sport uh, i'll read it verbatim here. in response to ford motor company's announcement on may 25th to utilize the north american charging standard nax proprietary network in 2025 40v model of uh, uh, 2025 40v models the charging interface initiative or charin <laughs> And its members remain committed to prov- to providing EV drivers with a seamless and interoperable <laughs> charging experience using the combined charging system or CCS. Now, just th- that's I, I read it verbatim. That's exactly what they said in one of their uh, releases or, or quotes or something like that. But. That is a joke, (laughs) like they remain committed to providing EV drivers with seamless and interoperable charging experience. (laughs) It's nothing but the opposite of that CCS. I mean, if it isn't, if it, hopefully, if it doesn't take Tesla to save EVs and, and public charging, we can definitely not rely on these guys, I mean, Okay, maybe CCS itself, the standard, maybe shouldn't get the blame. Maybe it's the charging uh, companies, the, the network companies, like the uh, uh, Electrify America, like ChargePoint and, and, you know, EVgo and all those stuff. Maybe they're the ones to blame because they've made it so cumbersome. They've got uh, hardware. I don't know. But the standard that they're using isn't working, whether, like I said, I don't know who who's to blame, whether it's them or the, uh, this they or basically the CCS. They go on in, in this article to talk about a bunch of other stuff too. Um, but I just wanted to read you that one thing. Cause I thought that was pretty, pretty ironic that they would say a seamless and interoperable charging experience. So they're, they're mad. Go, go read the article for yourself. It, it goes on to talk about other stuff and, and they, they, uh, quote a, f- a few other things. And, and in this article that I think was done by, um, yeah, it was done, done, done by Fred. Uh, Fred goes on at the very end, and, and, and uh, gives his take, how he says that, you know, it's, there's no doubt that they're losing the battle or uh, that they'll, they will, or they have lost the battle. <laughs> and yeah, here's a picture. Uh, if you're watching at home and you're watching the video, here's a picture of the actual scale of a CCS, a J seventeen seventy two, which is level two, and then a Tesla adapter. This is the this is the input interface or cross section of it, and it's, it's 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 um it's comical how small it is, but how much more efficient it is. So, just wanted to show you that. So, Ford, and, and you know what? It's been two weeks and. Nobody else has jumped on. Maybe they're in talks. Maybe this this takes a long time. Um, maybe this doesn't happen overnight. So maybe that's why we haven't heard anything. But nobody, since we've had that last podcast and we took everyone's bets, of who'd be the next one? Uh, I think I I might have been the one to say that it'll happen in two weeks or at least two weeks. So I was wrong if that's the case. But we're still waiting to see who the next uh, uh, company or. Yeah, the company, who, who the next company is going to be to uh, jump on board next. Moving right along. Uh, next topic. Oh, that was Tesla and that was Ford. Now we're moving on to Rivian. This just happened a few days ago, and I th- thought it's important to bring up um, because, yeah, it's important. When, whenever, whenever there's an uh, EV fire, you know – The mainstream media is all over it, and I'm pretty sure down in the States, they probably went through this all, you know, just jumped on this. I don't know why. It's proven fact. Stats are out there. I don't know why these mainstream media just don't use their common sense and use um, their research skills and see that that ice fires are some like 400 times more likely or 4,000, I think, sorry, I I, Craig, I think it's fourth, over 4,000 times more likely to have a vehicle fire than an EV fire. Anyways, this one is a Rivian. It's an R1T it, by the looks of it. Uh, once again, this is uh, from uh, Electric, from F- Fred Lambert put this one out. Yeah, it was an R1T and if you're watching at home, you can see the, the, there's a photo. and There's, I think, just the one photo. I haven't seen any others of it just dead on. And all you audio listeners, uh, go look for just Google, you know, uh, Rivian R1T fire or Rivian truck fire. And I'm sure this is going to pop up on one of the first hits on Google. But if I can, I guess, describe this as best as I can, it's a front view of a Rivian R1T at a charging station, ironically, it, I believe it's a Electrify America, and according to this um, article, it's in California, and all the doors are open, but just the the hood. Obviously, you can tell it's an aluminum hood because it's all but gone, but melted away. Uh, so the hood, the front area. Um, majority or at least half of the windshield is is burnt and cracked from the heat. Uh, and it looks like there's some uh, fire that intruded in, into the into the cabin of the car, even though the steering wheel still seems to be intact there. But the majority of the damage, or looks like where it started from, is the left-hand, sorry, I guess, yeah. well, the driver's side. I don't know what, whether it's, say, left or right, depending on which way you're looking, whether it's the passenger or driver's. But on the driver's side of the front, ironically, where the charge port is for the Rivian R1T, that's where it looks like it's all melted. Uh, you can see a melted body trim and stuff like that, maybe even aluminum that's melted to the ground and touching the ground. So it looks like I would be willing to guess that's where, and I'm not no fire investigator, no fire expert, but it looks like that's where it originated from. If you had to ask me for an uneducated guess, uh, the whole left or sorry I keep saying left the whole driver's side headlight assembly where they have those stadium lights and stuff of like that is gone uh the whole the whole driver side bumper uh is gone up until about a good 20% 25% of the uh, of that side is gone so yeah we don't know everything is speculation right now I'm speculating as I'm looking at this picture if you go down in the article uh it says they they don't know who it is. Um this is I mean sorry not who it is. They don't know what the cause is. Uh they don't know if it's the uh vehicle itself or if it was the charger, which is Electrify America. And like I said, we've had so many problems and so many reported issues with Electrify America that it definitely could be the charger. Um, because it looks like it's the charge port there's obviously some kind of heating or excessive heating going on between the cable or the port. Once again, we're, we're, we're speculating here, but it doesn't look like from this picture that the battery pack uh, was a start or the origin of the fire, which most people say, oh, yeah, these battery packs explode and everything. Actually, I think if you go down further in the article, um, there's a closer picture there, that... Uh, Rivian uh, was contacted for comment and it says quote from Rivian, we are aware of the incident. We are conducting a full investigation. Nobody was harmed, which is the best thing. That's, that's really good. I'm adding that part in. And at this time, it does not appear that the vehicle's high voltage battery was involved. So that's just one quick little sentence right now from Rivian, at least they're saying something. If this was Tesla, we all know they wouldn't say a word. So Rivian's coming out and, uh, saying that they're investigating it, but right now it doesn't look like it's high voltage. Just wanted to bring that one up because this is the same time, and I'm not gonna get into this article, but the same time that, um, where is it at the top here? Uh, the Jaguar I-PACE is being recalled because of battery fires. I think that eight battery fires, uh, they've only sold like under 7,000, like six six 6,800 or 6,600 <laughs> I-PACEs in the last five years. And eight of them caught, caught fire. So it's not a huge percent, but it's enough that, you know, they better look into it. And ironically, they use the same, uh, I believe, LG Chem battery system or battery packs as the Chevy Bolt, which was also recalled and they had to fix their stuff. And so, like I said, I'm not getting in- into that uh, article, but newsworthy all the same that uh, Rivian did. And I think this is the first one, at least the first one reported. That caught fire. I don't. I don't recall if you recall hearing about a Rivian truck or SUV catching fire since they've been out. Uh, Let me know down in the comments below or or shoot me an email. I'll I'll stand corrected, but I don't recall of one. So moving right along, uh, the next topic is going to be. This is you know what this is what I titled the actual title of the podcast for this month because I thought it was amazing and people's talked about it. I don't want to say no one's talked about it. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Nobody in the mainstream media, I haven't I haven't turned on CBS or ABC or CNN or or in here in Canada like uh, CTV or or uh, City News and heard Tesla Model Y was the best-selling vehicle in the world in Q1 of 2023. I, I haven't heard that. We're hearing it in online media that you know has evs in mind and and that kind of interest and stuff like that yeah you're hearing it there but this is big news this is like this is the beginning and i i don't know if it's something that would have or should have happened earlier minus covid but whether it is that's that's a, a debate for another time but um uh julio says here yeah uh you're, I'm right. I, I'm right for. I'm not sure whether it was the vehicle fires, or, or the, the Rivian, or the Tesla Model Y. Uh, either way, thanks. Thanks for uh, uh, thanks for uh, uh, chiming in. But yeah, the Tesla Model Y in Q1, so last last quarter of 2023, so anywhere between January and the end of March. The Tesla Model Y was the best-selling vehicle in the world. Let me scroll down and give you some numbers here. This was compiled by uh, JATO data, J-A-T-O data, which is a Motor One uh, affiliate that compiled these, these things. They they took sales data from 53 markets all around the world. And where is there? There's actually, um, and keep in mind, if anyone doesn't know, I didn't know. So I say keep in mind, but I didn't know. Toyota, had the number one selling car. I I didn't. I could have probably guessed Toyota. I would have said Toyota or Volkswagen, um but it's it was Toyota. Okay, here, here's the list here. So Tesla Model Y in Q1 sold sixty seven thousand two hundred vehicles. The toy the next in line was the Toyota Corolla, and you know that car is just so damn popular worldwide. It was close, but still behind with two hundred fifty six thousand four hundred. Then the Hilux, and the Hilux is not something here in North America, uh, but it's worldwide. Uh, it is very popular uh, SUV or truck, and that sold two hundred fourteen thousand seven hundred. Obviously, if it sold that much around the world, uh, followed by the Rav Four, and then the Camry. So, the top five, four of them are Toyotas. Does that say that they're they're dominating? Um, and I'm I'm not sitting here uh, giving Toyota credit because I'm not uh, keen on Toyota's. Um, EV platform or lack thereof but Tesla Model Y, I think Elon said it what, two, three years ago and when he said it, even I I'll be honest, even I, I was like really? You really think so? Like those, It's a bold statement and I don't know if it was on time like, like he predicted in terms of when he predicted and once again COVID could have been a, a, a factor in that but we are here. It's the best-selling car. And I, I don't even know if he said it'd be the best-selling car in the world. He did say it was going to be the best-selling car, if I remember correctly, in Toyota, in, in uh, T- Tesla, in their lineup. I could be wrong, but I don't think he was talking worldwide. But um, that's some impressive numbers. Uh, Julio has a question here. Do you think that that includes trucks as well, or is it just cars? Hmm. Good question. She know this answer. Uh, let me go look at the article and see what else it says here. Well, you know what? I think the Hilux SUV truck, I mean, some people could say that there's a difference. I chalk them in as the same thing. But, no, it doesn't say here, or at least I maybe I'm missing it in the article, whether it's cars or just trucks, Julio. But... um. I know why you're asking that because of the F-150, right? Uh, I, I was. Either way, either way, I don't know that I don't have the answer for you, and I, I wish I did, buddy. But um, either way, it's impressive. It's <laughs> like with these numbers. It says here in the article. And now, keep in mind, uh, we're looking at the U.S., we're looking at Berlin, and we're looking at. Shanghai. These are the three places around the world that's uh, that's uh, spitting out these Model Ys. But what they're saying in this article is they're on track for well over a million cars in, or just Model Ys in 2023. Now, the, the amazing thing about this, other than the fact in itself that they're the best-selling car in Q1 of this year, uh, is that you know, short of something else, natural disaster. I don't. I don't want to jinx anything, so I'm not gonna call anything on because I'm a little superstitious. But short of another major worldwide issue, I can't see them being less come Q2, which we're just a few weeks away from, and then Q3 and then Q4. So even if they do these numbers, which was the number again, 267,000, which I think they'll probably surpass. But even if they do the same, I mean, unless Toyota pulls up his socks and spits out another, you know, 11,000 to, to overtake them or take back the lead. I think the model Y is going to do good for the year. And I don't want to jinx anything. (laughs) I don't want to go uh, too far in advance and, and jinx anything, but They're looking pretty good. They're sitting in a pretty good position to to do this for the entire year. And then come December 31st, when they tally all the numbers, probably early January, we could find, or maybe in February, we could find out that the Tesla Model Y was the best selling vehicle worldwide in all of 2023. That would be... (laughs) That would be a game changer. I mean, it already is to some extent just this quarter, and maybe it's foreshadowing what the rest of the year is going to be like. But, yeah, very impressive, just like uh, Julio says here. Very impressive for sure. Okay, moving right along. We're going through this fast. We're 25 minutes into the show, and we're like, on our fourth topic, fifth topic. And we're moving all around. We're doing Tesla. We're doing Rivian. We did the, the, the Ford thing, and we touched on Jaguar a little bit. So why stop there? Let's keep mixing it up. The next one is our good old friend Mary Barra. Barra, Barra. I don't know how you pronounce it, but let's say Barra. No, let's say Barra. I don't know. Whatever. She's the GM. If anyone doesn't know who who I'm talking about and who I it sounds like I'm got Tourette's and I'm just uh, blurring out different sounds, Mary Barra is the CEO of General Motors. She's been for a while. She's in the news every now and then. And she's in the news again. She finally admits that Tesla has the lead in electric cars. And then, which is good. Let's break it down. First, this article's from um, Electric and Fred Lambert again. First, let's just say that Break it down into little pieces. Yeah, that's great that she's finally come out, even though the president of the United States doesn't know this, or maybe Mar- Mary didn't tell him that um, Tesla is the lead is leading in electric vehicles, and, and electric cars. And then she goes on to say, but she doesn't see electric vehicles being profitable, profitable, in the thirty to forty thousand dollar range till the end of the decade. So. This is one of those things where I think leaders or people that run companies or that are leading a certain company or corporation, they owe it to their employees to do their homework in terms of she should know, unless she's just oblivious to it and and flat out lying, which I'm not going to sit here and call her a liar, but she should know that Tesla – is putting out a car <laughs> that's under $40,000 and it is profitable. Profitable. She should also know in her own company <laughs> that she has a car that is under $40,000, actually under $30,000. Uh, the only thing is, maybe it's not profitable. Maybe she's, by her saying this, maybe she's admitting that the Bolt is not profitable. And, I, and you know what, that could, be the reason why they're stopping it product they're stopping production at the end of 2023 because they don't see any profit in it but does that mean all the other you know GM EVs and the ultium 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 platform that's about to come out that they're not going to be profitable we all i mean and we've heard this before you know i think we've heard it from ford i think we've heard it from um stellantis that they're not profitable. We, we, we know that, right. But is GM finally coming out and saying this? Uh, let me scroll down into the article here and, and bring you some and give you some um, quotes or stuff that she said. Uh, oh, getting back to the first point where she said Tesla is in the lead. It was one of those backhanded <laughs> uh, backhanded uh, compliments. Cause she said Tesla's in the lead with profitability and technology and scale. But that lead is not permanent. So once again, she cannot just say one thing and just leave it at that. She has to, <laughs> she has to just add add that little bit at the very end. Just have that have that last dig. Some people are like that, I guess. I don't know. But so I guess basically she's saying that they will overtake Tesla one day. Uh, but here's the part where she added about profitability. "Quote: EV battery costs are still too high to build." Profitable, uh, profitable I keep having trouble with that word. Sorry, guys. Mass market vehicles that sell for 30 to 40,000 dollars. Bar said, but she predicted EVs and combustion vehicle costs will equal quote unquote sometime in the latter part of this decade, maybe a little longer. Uh, uh, close quotes. So she th- sees it, I guess. I don't know. You consider that positive or negative? She sees it, but a decade off, like close to a decade off or at the end of this decade. It's weird because, and and, and Fred says this in his article, it's a strange comment because um she's talking about $30,000 to $40,000 uh, price range, but they've promised the Equinox EV, which there were some leaked photos of it today, I think it was, or yesterday, that's supposed to start around 30000 dollars But does that mean that it's not gonna be profitable right out the gate? I mean, usually most ramp-ups of, of new cars and stuff like that, they're, they're not profitable right out the gate. But even you know, as they scale, does that mean they're not gonna be profitable? I mean, speaking of profitability, we we've got the numbers just a few weeks ago from Rivian and it's absurd how much it costs them to make a vehicle the numbers are coming down it, it, they're getting better but they're not there yet to be profitable uh, i think they said by the end of this year or the end of next year they should be and then you've got lucid lucid's another car company that is um, burning through huge amounts of money and then somehow some way they keep getting rescued and keep getting topped up by other investors let's just say so yeah, I mean, good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, but when will that end? Like, when when will the well run dry? Or when will they be put out of their misery? Who knows? Um, and then Fred's in, in, in his uh, electrics take, uh, he says that there's going to be several profitable EV options in around the thirty to $40,000 range in the next few years. Um, this isn't one of my articles, but the Volvo EX30, I think it was, uh, there were some articles on it today and some videos. It looks like a nice little car, and it's fast in terms of acceleration, 3.4 seconds, 0-60, and it's, I think, $35,000. I think Mary didn't know that. Uh, I mean, she didn't talk to her Volvo counterpart before she went on record staying, stating this. So Sorry, Mara. Uh, I, I keep saying Mara. I'm trying to mix the two names. Mary. <laughs> but I think, once again, you're wrong in this. Moving right along. uh, Oh, by the way, if you want to tell me I'm wrong or you doubt uh, what I'm saying regarding this, leave me a comment down below or send me an email. My email address is questions, with an S, plural, questions, at theregenchannel.com. Questions at the dot com. I should put it up here. I don't have it. No, I don't have it on a banner. Sorry. So, if you have any questions and you're like listening the audio portion of it, or you're listening this after the fact, um, or you you want to, you know, discuss a difference of opinion in, in anything I say here regarding this these this uh, these news articles, just uh, shoot me an email. Or find me on social media. You know where I am. Moving on to the next one. Uh, Now we're back to Tesla. We're we're all around the board here, folks, this week, which is good. I like that. I like mixing it up. This is, you know, this is the Regen channel, which is all EVs. predominantly Tesla, because I drive a Tesla, and that seems to be the biggest newsmaker is Tesla. But with manufacturers putting out EVs, I think uh, it's only fair to do other EV news. And that's why I bring you that kind of, variety so moving right along right back to drive tesla canada new photos give us the best look at the test cybertruck interior yet now this picture's been out for a few weeks so it's i'm not saying it's new it's probably been out for two weeks uh the date of this article is may 24th so yeah you know yeah we're looking definitely at two weeks i guess this was at the shareholder meeting when they had the cybertruck on a static display And it was roped roped off as far as I knew, but somehow somebody was able to get to A, sit inside the vehicle, which is a great achievement in itself, but then snap a photo. And it's a weird angle. It's distorted because it's a wide angle. So I've got a lot of comments. Uh, Let me see if I can go down. If you're watching at home and you haven't for some reason seen this photo yet, here's, here's the actual full photo. And you can see in the foreground, there's the uh, the two Ys with the different colors from Europe, from um, Berlin. Uh, I guess they brought over for the event. They brought them over, but they're not here in, in, in North America. That's strange. Anyways, you can see this guy. This guy, he doesn't even know it, but he became famous. There's a guy on the right-hand side of this uh, windshield that, um, that just happened to photobomb this photo when it was going through. Give me one second, folks. Sorry, I was trying to mute it as I sneezed. Remember, I told you if you're watching or listening since the beginning, I had a sneezing fit, allergies or the the smoke from the forest fires. I don't know what it is. I tried to mute it there so you didn't have to hear my sneeze, but I didn't hit the button. And then when I did hit the button, it was after the sneeze. Sorry. Getting back to this picture. So this has polarized people. So many people complained and said they hate it, and so many people said they love it. Uh, And At at this point, I think it's 50-50. I don't know if anyone's done uh, an an exact poll. But anyways, some complaints were the A-pillar being so huge, it would be a giant blind spot, to the Alcantara dash that goes out to the windshield that is vast (laughs) and it's huge, uh, to I think the biggest thing that people complained about that didn't like it was the steering wheel. It's a wheel, but it's almost a yoke, almost like a woke. And I don't want to make that joke because it's stupid, but almost like that. So it's, if you haven't seen a picture, go Google Cybertruck interior, and I am bet you apples to oranges that this picture will show up of this guy in it. Uh, the screen the screen looks a little distorted because of the angle and stuff like that. And then another thing, another bone of contention with some people is this center console, which was supposed to be a bench seat to be a, a six-seater, but we all know, as far as... Sorry, I shouldn't say we all know. As far as we know, it's not going to be anymore. So this is a center console uh, with some storage there, and it looks like a, they're sort of mimicking... The vault cover or the tonneau cover would probably retract, but this one probably retracts manually. And then down by the guy's foot or down by the driver's foot in, in between the driver and the passenger, there's no console area. It's almost like a void area where you can almost pass through or put some baggage there or something. So I don't know if this is the full and final Production folks, I mean, a lot of people are up in arms after seeing this picture. And then keeping in mind, we don't know if this is the, the full thing or the final, not the full thing, the final thing. So we don't know. Uh, one thing to note in this picture, there's no stocks. So it looks like, which we suspect I think we saw other photos from side profiles when the doors were open, that the Cybertruck didn't have stocks. So all the turn signals, as you can see, if you zoom in on this picture, you can see the turn signal. Uh, Let me see if I can go full screen for you guys here. Yeah, I don't know if that helped. (laughs) But no, that didn't help at all. But on the left-hand side of the steering wheel, that's where the turn signals are. It looks like a a soft touch or a haptic touch or something like that. So that is it. That's the Cybertruck interior we suspect in all its glory. Uh... Julio says, here's a question. He's got. Oh, do you still have a down payment on the Cybertruck? Well, I don't have a down payment, but I think I know what you mean. Uh, I'm just mixing words here, uh, and I apologize for that. Uh, splitting hairs. I have a reservation, yeah, the 150, I guess. I guess, you know what, Julio? I guess you could consider that a down payment because I won't get that back. If I go ahead with a, an order, they will put that 150 towards the price of the vehicle and it probably won't make a dent in it. Uh, I've got a res- my reservation still, uh, and I'm waiting to see what the price is. Like I've told all my fr- friends and family, I'd love to get this Cybertruck. I just don't know how much it's going to cost. And now that they've – well, not now. They've taken. They've done it for a while. They've taken the pricing off the internet, uh, off their website, and now there's no pricing. We all suspect, and I think it's safe to assume that they're going to put the price up and it's not going to be the 39.9, 49.9, and 69.9 basically, you know, 40, 50, and 70,000 price points anymore. Uh, We don't even know if those are going to be the same, you know, trim levels in single, dual, and triple or tri motor. I, I suspect they'll still have the dual. I suspect. They'll have a tri-motor or a quad-motor. I don't know. The single motor, I'm almost certain that that's probably gone. So, yeah, I still have it. Julio, whether um, I get it still or not, all depends on how much they're going to want for this thing. And they could want a lot of money. Who knows? Um, Because, let's face it, and, and this is what I tell my friends and family, if it's, you know, up there, like, north of six figures here in canada um well let me if it's six figures us (laughs) then definitely not but in canada because i live in canada if it's six figures then yeah um i can't see me being able to afford that i mean i'd love it but let's face it it can't break the bank uh i've got a family and i've got a budget and as much as i love to drive around in this uh, alien shaped, strange thing. Can't do it all the time. Uh, so, okay. So that's the interior. So moving right along, while we're on the topic of Cybertruck, we might as well keep it consistent. And this came out just a couple days ago. This article brought to you by drive, Tesla Canada and Darren. This one shows what it appears to be rear castings at the Giga Texas factory and They're so huge. One can only assume, and also because I think we know what the shape of the Model Y rear casting is, that this isn't it. So we're all assuming, me included, that this is the Cybertruck. I mean, what else? It's for one. I mean, we have no, no nothing to show in terms of scalability, how how big it is next to something. There's some yellow rails, but they're all stacked up. Uh, so you can't see how, how big it is. We can only assume that it it's fairly big. Um, but yeah, rear castings. That's a good that's a good news in my opinion. Uh, that doesn't mean le- let me um. I posted this on my Facebook uh, Cybertruck page, and some people uh, got excited. I mean, and it's fine to get excited, but some people thought that you know productions any minute now. Or any day now. Uh, what I think it is probably is them getting ready or them testing out the press, the Gigapress uh, and these are things whether they're you know being discarded or they're good uh, or they're just testing them and, and measuring them and doing all the uh, progress with it. who knows but w- we at least know that something is coming out there and it looks it looks pretty impressive. Uh, it was these, these pictures, by the way, they were from Joe Tagmire. He's the drone operator that's down in in Texas that brings uh, great drone videos and photos and including this one, this was must've been outside the factory somewhere. And he took a quick snap of it. And that's what we see. He took this one on June 2nd. So almost a week old, this photo. So it's good to know progress is being made. I have a good feeling that they're going to, Oh, I don't want to jinx it. You know what? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it at all. So let me just move on. Moving on. As you can tell, in case you haven't noticed, I'm pretty sus- uh, I'm pretty uh, superstitious. And I'm also su- suspicious too, which I almost said. Uh, yeah, I can be superstitious at times. Call me weird. Next topic to discuss is uh, the Tesla app. Well, we know there was a... Let me go down and see which version it is before I go any further. Uh, What version of the app was it? It's the latest one. I'm just trying to see if there's a number here. Oh, yeah. Version 4.21.5 or 4.21.5. That's the latest mobile app version. And now, as we know, it always comes out for iOS first, which is Apple, and then it comes out for Android afterwards. So I'm not sure if Android has it, but this came out a couple days ago. But, But it hints that impending launch of kilowatt per hour billing in Canadian superchargers. So I'm not going to get huge into this uh, or, or, you know, heavy into this, but in a nutshell for our American listeners, if you haven't, if you didn't know, and and I think some States are like this too. Uh, I think it's a a mixed bag down in the U S in Canada uh, because of our measures act uh, when they, when they sell electricity. They can only sell it to you per minute, I believe. And uh, they just got it. They, they, Tesla and a bunch of other people probably, uh, you know, some kind of petition or something, uh, went to to the Canadian government and wanted to get it changed for supercharging or for any kind of EV charging. Now we could get billed per kilowatt hour as opposed to, like the actual energy as opposed to the time and they relented and they, they changed it, but it hasn't been implemented yet. So, uh, I think that's, I think I got it right. Let me read. I should, I should measures Canada. It's not the measures act, but I think there is a measure act, but, um, Tesla and other EV charging providers worked with measurement Canada to implement kilowatt hour billing. And this lasted over two years. So they've actually finally done it. Um, but, I don't think there's any buddy that's doing it yet. I think Tesla will be the the, the first one. Uh, rather than current standard, which is based on how long you're plugged in, kilowatt hour billing is akin to how gas uh, cars, oh, that's a good, that's a perfect way of, of summing it up there. It's uh, using the analogy of gas. Like when you're at a gas station and you're pumping gas, they don't charge you for five minutes or six minutes per minute, or per second, they charge you for how much actual gasoline in liters that you, or gallons that you're pumping in, into your tank. And this is the same thing. They're, they they want to now charge you how many kilowatts, how much actual energy is is it that you're using? And I think it's better. I think it's better overall. I know some some of my friends uh, debate that and think it'll be more money. And I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see how it it can be. But who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Because at the end of the day, whether it's really fast at the peak at a supercharger, and you know how that never stays lo- high or long, and then it comes back down and throttles down. And then so now you're get you're taking longer in that one minute to put energy into your car, whereas five minutes ago when you're at the peak, you're getting more energy within that minute. I I think you guys get it. I don't need to sit here and explain to you. So yeah, uh, Julio, my, you you know what, Julio, you are my, uh, uh, my guest on for the, or my co-pilot, I guess you could say he's, he's totally interacting with me here. Uh, So he's saying finally, which, which is true. It's finally, it's about time. I take it, or I shouldn't, I shouldn't assume. I was going to say, I assume you're, you're Canadian. By you liking it, but it could you could be American or somewhere else, and 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 see that it's a good thing. So it doesn't matter. Moving right along, uh, let's talk. You know what? We did a few Tesla ones. Uh, let's move on to Ford. Now, this is a little fun, little thing. I I, I don't want to take too much on uh, space on this or time on this, but I'll tell you I'll tell you about it. Ford. I'll just read the headlines. Ford to bring back AM radio to Mustang, Machi, and F one fifty Lightning. So basically. Anyone that knows, in a nutshell, and I'm I'm I might not be the best person to go through this with you guys because I might not get it right. But in a nutshell, in EVs, AM is very hard. The way the AM radio waves work, or it's not even radio waves; it's it's some kind of modulation. Um, Electric vehicle batteries or the frequency that they put out or they they run on, the they motors spin on, not the batteries, I think it's the motors, they spin on, uh, contradicts and interferes with the AM signal. So that's why there is a way to do it, but that's why it's easier for these manufacturers, including Tesla, to just not put AM in there. Uh, so before this, this article came out on May 24th, I'm looking right here, I think a week before that, or a few days before that, Ford had announced that they were dropping AM in their EVs. And then what happened now, now they're backpedaling. And I, you know what, I was the first to say, yeah, you know, need AM anymore. If you need AM, you can go uh, HD radio has a lot of uh, AM uh, affiliates and a lot of AM radio stations in the, in the HD version of FM radio. So I said, yeah, you don't need it or streaming, right? Streaming, but not everyone wants to pay for streaming. So, or not even paying. A lot of not everyone has the ability to stream and pick up a signal, an LTE signal or a five G signal where they live. They may be remote, right? So, this is what the argument was. There was a, a consortium, I believe, of basically, it, I think it was something that came down from the Senate. Yeah, a group of senators, bipartisan senators, in the House of Representatives, introduced an act called AM for Every Vehicle Act, and that basically is a bill to, that aims to mandate the inclusion of AM radio in cars without imposing additional premiums. Uh, and their reasoning behind it, they say that it's um, the format, the AM format, is crucial role for emergencies and potential risks associated with its removal. So, yeah, I get it. A lot of times when there are natural disasters or some kind of emergencies and a lot of other uh, systems are down, like television or even the internet, AM is a tried, tested, true, easy technology that you can pick up almost anywhere. So they're saying for those kind of emergencies, it's good to keep AM alive. And I I can't argue that. I mean, if it comes to public safety, then, yeah, we have to – we have to look at a better way uh, to do this, and find. I mean, if they can do half of the stuff they do in these EVs or these or just technology these days, if you could wear glasses and you can see everything in three D, and people looking at you wearing the glasses can see your eyes that aren't your eyes, if you know what I'm talking about. In the last couple of days, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, by Apple. If they can do that kind of technology and charge $3,500 for it, and you know people will buy it, then they've gotta be able to find a way to, to do this, to have both live harmoniously together. So Jim Farley tweeted out back on the 23rd, after speaking with policy leaders about the importance of AM broadcast radio as part of the emergency alert systems, we decided to include it in all our 2024 Ford and Lincoln vehicles. For any owners of a Ford EV without AM broadcast capabilities, we'll offer a software update. It, it, I don't see the, the, whole, the whole tweet here. It says show more, but I'm assuming he says a software update to probably to enable that. So that was Jim Farley, the CEO of Ford. So like I said, I don't want to uh, dwell on it too much, but it, the only reason I brought it up is because I was a proponent. Of, oh, yeah, we don't need AM radio. And now after hearing this, uh I believe it is important, and I've changed my mind. Look at that, hey, I changed my mind. I'm not a stubborn old man, like my uh, kids say that I am moving right along. We've got one more topic. this is the last one, and once again, this one's not we're not uh, diving deep into this one, but it's just food for thought it something that came up in the last uh, within the month, and I thought that you know it'd be interesting thing to talk about on the podcast, and you know it's newsworthy. By Drive Tesla Canada. This one says Tesla includes some undocumented changes in the latest FSD beta software. So the latest one is eleven point four point two, and Tesla's famous for this. They they in their software updates they put stuff in there or they change things and they don't mention it. It's, that's why it's called undocumented. But the biggest thing and the reason I want to bring this up is I think whether you have FSD or not. <laughs> One of the biggest things that bugs people, including myself, yours truly, is the automatic wipers. Yes, you could be driving on the road on a bright, sunny, blue sky day, and your car is completely clean, including the windshield, no bugs, and your auto wipers just start wiping a dry windshield, and it not only that it looks ridiculous to other drivers around you. Uh, it's annoying as heck, because if you've got good wipers and you've got a dry windshield, it makes that chattering sound and it just, oh, that, that's one of the, my biggest pet peeves. Give me chalks, uh, give me a uh, nails on a chalkboard any day over that. So where this all became, uh, rel- uh, was discovered from, was our buddy, our good friend, Green The Only on a Twitter, he discovered by going through the code, like he usually does interesting tidbits. Um, he says, where does it say here? That, uh, he talks about their automatic wipers. Okay. He talked, anyways, he's the one that found it. I can't, there was one part that I wanted to read that, that he said, but I can't find it here. So he, he tweeted that out saying that it looks like they're going to change it. And then right after that, uh, Elon came on to Twitter and he said, um, oh, because Tesla Latino um, tweeted out, uh, AP or uh, autopilot auto wipers need to be fixed, Elon. At the very least, allow us to cancel the wipes while on autopilot. It makes no sense to allow this to keep happening. And he has a video, uh, exactly what I described. He's driving down in Florida and dry, Sunny day, as you can see. A little bit of clouds, but nothing on the windshield. And the wipers are just going, you know, and he, he, he says it. <laughs> he says it here in Spanish. Uh, uh, actually, he's... he Sorry. This isn't his video. He actually... Or his tweet. He actually retweeted it. It was um, uh, another Spanish uh, follower of his that he retweeted. But anyways, Elon uh, saw that tweet by, by uh, Tesla Latino. And he said, sorry, this is one of the last neural nets to be updated to surround video from a single camera single frame so he didn't i mean take it for whatever it's worth he didn't come out and say it will be fixed but he said he apologized which first off tells you that he's uh you know owning up to that and and admitting that something's wrong someone says sorry usually means that they're admitting that something's wrong and he says this is one of the last neural nets to be updated so does that mean it's being updated soon or not but we're not sure but in the code and let me go back up because i was looking for it by the way this is all called deep rain where T- tesla and elon talked about this new software called deep rain that was using the cameras to do it where they went away from a rain sensor which every other traditional automaker uses so this was back in 2019 uh, is when so about like 3 4 years now Deep brain neural net, so uh, there was a part where i think i think um green the only actually says that you're it's allowed to be turned off in the latest uh, one in the latest uh, f s d beta that you can turn it off or if i can't I'm, i don't wanna sit here and read it uh while you guys are listening so. Basically, it's coming. If it isn't already here in the beta, <laughs> it's coming soon, and that's bodes good uh, good news for all of us. Meaning that you know eventually, we will not be you know a slave to this stupid wiper system. We can control it our- ourselves. Uh, I mean, they did it originally with when when all the cameras went to vision only or or camera only, and it went vision based, and they got right over the radar they did it originally with the autopilot thing too where the the high beams were also automatic and you couldn't adjust that they changed that after a short period of time where they allowed you it would come on automatically but they allowed you while you're on autopilot to manually turn it off for that for that session so hopefully they hopefully this one comes sooner or later because i would be and i know everyone and i know all you guys would also love it uh, but you know what? Julio, where is he here? Julio, oh, he is Canadian. He's from Ottawa. I think he told me this once before, buddy, and I forget. Uh, he says he's found them better uh, since the latest update. Uh, is that the latest up, the beta update, the FSD beta, or just the regular update? I'm curious which update you're talking about because, like I was saying at the beginning of the show, I didn't think I'd ever be complaining about this or missing it, but we haven't had a lot of rain in Southern Ontario where I am or for that, for the, in, in terms of the country, we haven't had a lot of rain. So I w- couldn't tell you since the last update, if the, if um, the wipers are working better. Uh, well, he's saying he has regular, he doesn't have uh FSD. So yeah, okay, well, I'll take your word for it. Maybe it's raining out in Ottawa more than it is here in southern Ontario. But that's it. That's uh, all the topics for so we we, we did like 12345678910 10 topics. I'd like to say it's a record. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't follow it that much. Uh, no, I don't follow it. I don't keep track of how many articles we talk about on the podcast. On a, on a podcast by podcast basis. So that's the end of it. The one thing I wanna say before I go, cause we're coming up to the one hour mark and we're gonna keep this to the one hour mark if I can, as close to it. If you're listening to me and you're in Southern Ontario, or even yeah, Southern Ontario or the greater Toronto area, also known as the GTA, we're doing a meetup. Uh, this is like a meetup, but uh, and I've done meetups before. If anyone goes to my Facebook group or is a um, member of Tesla GTA Club, you know that we do drives and meetups and and stuff like that for Tesla. This one, I'm trying to expand. We're trying to expand. Where, this one's gonna be not called a Tesla meetup or a Tesla meetup. This one's gonna be a EV meetup. So obviously, predominantly, it's gonna be Tesla. It'll probably be ten to one. But if you know anyone that has Atasa, so tell them about this if, if they don't follow me and they want to do it. Uh, I'll give you the inf- information that the who, what, where, and when uh, in a minute. But if you know anyone that wants to and can make it at, a, at that uh, particular date and time, then tell them to come by. It'll be fun. Uh, right now, we've got well over, last time I checked, which was last night, we had over 40 people already. And I've only posted this like two days, three days ago. The, that RSVP said they're going to come. Uh, by the way, it's very important to RSVP because I need to know it numbers uh, for, the organize, uh, for working with the organizers and stuff like that, or the other people that are helping me out. Anyways, tell your friends, if they don't have a Tesla, that's fine. They don't have to have a Tesla. Uh, if they've got any other, if they've got a Hyundai, they've got a Kia, they've got a Ford. Actually, I'd li- I would love to have a Ford Lightning out there. I'd love to have a Kia or a Hyundai out there ideally and i posted this in the rivian canada facebook group uh, just just earlier this evening i don't know if it'll actually um uh work out but ideally i would love and it's a wish list and i like i said it's a long shot but i'd love to have a rivian there now i know rivians here in canada are only being uh sold right now and and uh put out to people out in BC on the east on the west coast we don't have and the main reason for that is they've got a service center and a sales center there we don't have one we have one coming hopefully by the end of the year or last quarter of this year but right now we don't so the few that we see are people that are on road trips from out west or m- more likely down in the states and they come up from the from New York state and stuff stuff that. so if you're listening to this and you're in New York state and uh, you're close to the, the border, you want to come up for the day, we'd love to have you and would love to see your Rivian. It will get lots of attraction, trust me. It will, it's, it's a vehicle loved by everyone. I don't know anyone that doesn't like Rivians. Anyways, maybe some gas guzzling people. But my point is, even if you don't have an EV or you have a friend or a neighbor that's thinking about an EV and they don't have one yet, but they're on the fence or just dabbling with the idea, Tell them about this. Tell them to come out because it's an informative session. It's not just one of these things where we all get together and show off our cars uh, and just talk shop. We will do that too. But if anyone comes that – and that's one of the main reasons I'm doing this is to have exposure, and that's why we're doing it out in the public, is if anyone comes out that doesn't have an EV that has questions about it, we're there to help out and answer all the questions. A lot of people that come to these um, EV meetups and stuff like that or Tesla meetups are very informative, uh, and they know their stuff, and they can give you all the information. Anyways, before I say any more, let me give you the, the date. The date is Sunday, June 25th of this year, so it's two and a half weeks away. Yeah, I think we're two and a half weeks away. Time, starting at 11, you can come anytime between 11 and 3. Don't come at 3 because that's probably when we're ending, but it, it, that, that ending time is – you know flexible so starting at 11 that's the main thing so the location i try to i, I do a lot in the west end where i live the west end of, of toronto and then i get people complain oh I, I live in the east end i can't make it out there and stuff like that so i get that so i want to make this as central as i can so people north of the city you'll have to drive and you probably stop at a supercharger or whatever uh, can make it people in the east end of the city in the durham area Or even further east can come and people in the west end like myself as far as niagara can come out this one is going to be in markham at the markville shopping center technically i don't know if it's markham but anyways the markville shopping center it's at um you know it does it is actually technically markham 5000 highway 7 markham just google markville shopping center you'll see it uh we're going to do it in the parking lot it's going to be right next to the tesla superchargers and the flow uh, charging station So the flow has some level three chargers there. So that's why I'm saying if you don't have a Tesla, but you want to still make it and you need a charge, there's a flow charging station right there. You can come and and, and charge up. And here's, if you're watching at home here is the, uh, the little, I guess flyer. You can see there's a Tesla. There's other cars. It's not just, it's it's not Tesla. There's, there's a lightning. Like I like, like I said, i like to get lightning there. Uh, and any kind of EV, like, I mean, Polestar, uh, anything you have i'd like to see it out there so bring bring all your evs uh and showcase it and show everyone your car and uh, educate us about it that will be once again sunday june 25th at 11 a.m at the markville shopping center down just look for the superchargers and look for all the cars that's probably where we're going to be we're going to have hopefully uh I'll say it, but it's not carved in stone. We should have some refreshments there for everyone. We're definitely gonna have uh, prizes and giveaways. So we'll make it fun for for everyone. Prizes, we, as we do for all these things, we do little raffle tickets when you come and stuff like that. Uh, this, the another important part of this is this is free charge. There's no cost for this. We're, we're not spending any money. So we're not asking for any money. Um, shouldn't cost you anything. It's a f- fun day out. Weather permitting, obviously, if it's pouring rain and I just jinxed myself five minutes ago by saying we're not getting any rain. So if we happen to get rain on June 25th, I don't know, it'll probably be canceled because it's an outdoor event. So uh, hopefully it won't be raining. We'll, we'll, We'll watch the weather carefully, but put it down on your calendars if you're in the area or even if, like I said, if you're down in the States. and and it's attainable for you to cross over the border and come visit us and bring bring us a a rare EV that we wouldn't have up here in Canada. We would love to see it. That is uh, Sunday, June 25th at 11 a.m., Markville Shopping Centre. And that's all I got. That's my little, I guess, advertising. I'm not asking for money, so I don't know if I consider it advertising, but that's it there. Uh, Go – actually – you have to RSVP. So what I would suggest is you go, you just Google uh, Tesla GTA club. Just do a Google search for that. I'll do one right now. Tesla GTA club. You put that all in there and now it won't be the Tesla uh, motors club. Uh, it's supposed to be here. Where is it? I guess I shouldn't have done this live. <laughs> Maybe I should just space it out. Maybe that's. you super? yeah oh yeah. Okay. So when you space it out, then it takes us takes you to our webpage, and uh, it says how to become a member. Now to become a member, it's free. There's no cost in it. But when you go there, it redirects you to the meetup uh, com page, and that's where you can uh, become a member. Like I said, it's free. We don't ask for information. We don't sell your information. This is the meetup club or the meetup page that asked for it and i don't know why but when when you do when you sign up then you can rcp to this so that's what i suggest you go to tesla gta club search that separate it don't be a dummy like me separate it and uh it'll all be there just follow the links sign up and come to uh come to have a fun event that's all i got folks uh sorry to rant on about that for the last 10 minutes after the podcast but um If you have any questions, like I said, for any future podcasts, uh, shoot me an email or find me on social media. But An email is probably the most central way and the best way to do it. Questions with an S, plural. Questions at theregenchannel.com. All one word, theregenchannel.com. Okay, folks, thanks for watching. I uh, appreciate all you guys listening and taking your time out. And we will catch you. Oh, I was going to tell you. Before I go, I'm going to tell you the next date. Because I, like I said, I have it here in my phone. Uh, let me go to my calendar. So today, as, as I'm recording this, is June 7th. And for your audio listeners, you'll probably have it within a couple days in your uh, podcast um, platforms. The next one will be July 5th. Wednesday, July 5th is the next podcast, folks. We will catch you then, then, there, there, then, (laughs) or shortly after if you listen to the audio portion. Take care. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.